Bickley and Murata, Social Studies. It is safe to announce that uh, we've hit uh, we've hit the wall of the wall of giddiness. I think maybe slappy, a little slappy little, here. Silly yeah. season, a little slappy here at one o'clock. <laughs> okay, I I got it's an okay, hour. Though. I got an hour left to do on the air today. Bloomers got several. Yeah, but you know I'm jacked for it. Let's go. I, right. I wish it was tip off now, but I understand that we still have we have to wait the allotted time. Yes. Yeah, they're Is not going to go early. John Bloom, are you anything but jacked these days? I feel like I only ever hear you jacked. <laughs> you haven't seen me when that- I get home from being jacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at my eyelids, and my wife and daughter are going, "Is he sleeping or again?" A, or a liquid victory cigar? <laughs> hey, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'd like another one of those tonight, please. Uh, yes. Go. Sarah Cazell is here to take us through the final edition of social studies for the week. Hi, Sarah. Hey, how are we doing today, guys? Doing good. Good. Nice, silly, slappy, getting ready for social studies. Yeah. Uh, please follow us, everyone listening at home, at Bickley underscore Murata. Follow John Bloom and Vince Murata and Jesse while you're at it, too. Um, we do this do every I follow day. you, Jesse? No, you don't, but I would appreciate I the following. We need to expose that. Jesse underscore Morrison 6. There it is. Right. I, I don't think some of the other talk show hosts at the station follow me on Twitter. So That's a real thing. That's a thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've Any listener out well. there also wants to follow me? <laughs> there we go. Look, you're up to 527 followers. Let's go. Jesse underscore Morrison 6. Thank you. Thank there you. you. He doesn't want to be confused with the other five. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's tough competition out there, the Jesse Morrisons of the world. I mean, there are some quality Jesse Morrisons. Yeah. And then there's our Jesse. So, you know, we got (laughs) got it all going on. (laughs) I love He's there for the post-game shows. He's on board with us, too. So I've gotten to know young Jesse. Can I take us back to yesterday's social studies, Sarah? Of course. Because I chimed in, but I was late. So I know you didn't get a chance to share this, but I had an idea for what to call uh, Phoenix Suns Arena because you guys were were talking about that topic. Let's hear it. Uh, Because it's kind of like the ironic uh, nature of this show sometimes. You guys like irony here. Mm -hmm. Very serious I know this because I do too. Uh, Like calling a fat guy slim. You know, you you call a loud place the library Mm. where book is the star. Whoa. You with me? Okay. Are you sure that's something you want to invite? In case there is a game where the crowd sucks and it's quiet? No, that ain't happening, Sarah. Uh, no, the people are ready. I kind of like it. The library. Yeah. You know, there used to be a bar called the library. I know oh, you know. Familiar. You know, oh, yeah. Nice. On your spend, old campus. Yeah. 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 But yeah. this would be a different type of library. I like okay. it. The okay. library. There you go. All right. I like it. I dig it. All right. Welcome on into social studies, everybody. Questions posted by our Jesse Morrison underscore six, whatever it is. <laughs> Jesse uh, underscore Morrison six. Uh, again, if you want to follow me on Twitter. <laughs> There it is. There it is. Um, we're, we're starting off just with, just on a scale of 1 to 10. How excited are you guys for game three tonight between the Suns and the Nuggets? What's a 10 for me? 11 and a hook. <laughs> that fair? 10. You said 1 to 10. 10. It's got to be a 10. Yeah. I was surprised you didn't go past How it. How about I, you, though? To me, it's 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 a scale of 1 to John Bloom. <laughs> and I'm taking Bloomer. Um, we got, we got a whole variety of answers and I love this. Alex B says it's only a five or a six because he's ready for the Clippers. Skipping a couple steps. Yes. Ryan Wisdom says it's an eight because you got to have space to go up for a game seven or finals appearance, etc. Uh, big man in AZ, 110. 
<laughs> Gary Jazz says, off the charts, I have not been this excited since my divorce. <laughs> Happy for you, Gary Jazz. And then J. Lewis 4262 just dropped in a gif of our hero and legend from game two. Um, the young man who tore his shirt off on the Jumbotron. Young Blake? Blake. Young Blake. Young Blake. Uh, Jay Lewis says he is that excited. 11. And I, I'm wondering, is there a Blake statue being built yet? I mean, that thing is going to live forever. That forever. meme, that picture. I have sent yeah. it to my uh, wife and daughters multiple times just yeah. to get a laugh out of That's them. Because I know they, they, you know they were in the house and they saw it happen. If- epic. If there is a Blake statue being built, Bick is going to be pissed that he's getting one before Jerry Colangelo. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Can we simulate Blake's appearance on the Rome show on this show? How would that sound? Because <laughs> I think that should happen. <laughs> Are shirts staying on, though? I mean, Mine always stays I'll be okay. on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm say, I'm going to have to take off if, if that's part of the deal. Uh, if anybody on. wants to do a jersey swap with me, consider me Luka Doncic. <laughs> I got you from the locker room. Yeah. That was very Adam Sandler. Of yes. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was good. Okay, our next question. Um, it's an, it's an over-under points for uh, for Jokic. Over-under 40 points for Jokic. And I think Jesse was trying to make a play on a joke that you, that you um, made earlier in the show, Vince. But, like, nobody thinks that... Jokic is going to score 40 or more. Do you guys think no, he's going to score? No, I mean, the Vegas line is like 28 okay. to 29. So That's more accurate. 29 and a half. Had 20, he had 24 in game two and 22 in game one. So um, if it's 40, I'm going, I'm taking the under. Let's play if, card sharks again. What I if, like that game. Higher or lower than a 40, John Bloom? Lower! <laughs> what if we put the line at 25? I would go higher than 25. Okay. Same. Yeah, yeah, okay. we're on the same page. I'm going to put him right around That's 30 me. tonight. That's what I expect okay. out of him. Give so me. you can see a little bit more production. He's going to have a triple-double. He's going to have 30 points. He's going to have 10 assists and 12 rebounds. There you go. That's my Jokic line of the night. Okay. And, that, and that means absolutely or very little in terms of whether or not the Nuggets win or lose. He will still right. walk out of the arena wearing the L, even hey. with that line. There you go. There we go. Confidence. I love it. All right, moving on to our next question. Something that Vince, you and Dan briefly touched on yesterday, very, very briefly. Uh, Kyler Murray said, I believe it was in a press conference, um, that if he ever had the opportunity to play baseball, he would definitely go for it. Those are his words. So we're asking, how do you guys feel about that? Would you be okay with Kyler trying to play baseball during the NFL offseason? Yes, I would be okay with it. No, I wouldn't. Uh, or it depends how much baseball he's playing. Um a couple of factors. If it's you know if he's not wearing a Cardinals uniform, I could care less. Sure, um, but assuming he is, then it would be the depends on how much baseball. Okay, Russell Wilson t- tinkered with it in a couple spring trainings. Yeah, who cares? You know, he wasn't trying to make it an effort. He was trying to stay busy and you know spread his wings a little bit in the off season. I wouldn't have any problem with that. I would have a real problem if Kyler Murray somehow was really trying to pursue a major league career while he was under contract with the Cardinals. Yeah. not And that's just because I think he's a better football player than baseball player. And he's kind of the Cardinals' future. They, they need him totally. to be 100% in. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like we talked about, Vince. If, if I'm the Cardinals, my answer is no. 
Yes. <laughs> My answer Sorry. is just going to be no, because your priority has to be as our quarterback. And it's not like you're just coming in and playing, uh, I don't know, third string tight end or special teams only. Those people are very valuable. Don't get me wrong. If you're a tight end or a special teams player, I am not denigrating your services at all. <laughs> what I'm saying is he's the quarterback of your football team. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot, Sarah. You've yes. got to be all in to be that position. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the way the, the question was phrased was, would you mind if Kyler Murray played baseball in the offseason. 51% say, yes, they would mind. You don't get to do that. 35% (laughs) said, no, they would not mind. And then 14% said, it depends how much. Uh, Bent Bow responded and said, being a professional ball player is a grind, and there is a mental toll to be paid, especially if you play quarterback. If you try to do both while trying to play quarterback, that is just plain stupid. Yeah. And then Seabacher says, I'm not a big fan of this idea, even though he is very talented, because I think he still has struggles with the Cardinals. So I would give my blessings to go baseball full time if that's what he wow. wanted to do. Look, ultimately, yeah. that it, it's all up to him on what he wants to do. I'm yeah. curious, though, as a guy who was drafted in the first round, number one overall by the Cardinals, number nine overall by Oakland. If the yeah. A's had drafted or the Tigers had the number one pick that year. If they would have picked Kyler Murray number one, which way would he have gone? Yeah. He's still got a $4.6 million bonus from the A's that he had to give back. The bonus for number one that year was seven and a half. But Bick's right on the money on this, too. The, the, the path to big money for Kyler Murray at the time was football. There's no minor leagues in football. He was yeah. day one starter. Exactly. Yeah. And yet, longevity might be... Baseball. uh, Yeah, you would check the box of baseball. Totally. And bust rate in baseball is a lot higher for draft picks than it is in in football. Yeah. Well, imagine just being talented enough at not just one thing, but two things to be a first-rounder. Can't can't picture it. Nope. Not there. All right, final question. Uh, Vinny, you joked earlier in the show that that you're going to take the Jake Paul route in life, starting your own YouTube channel, which I hope you have which will eventually lead to multi-millions as a boxer. I, feel I think mis- he said Canelo. I think I, he yeah. called out Canelo. I feel, like you mi- want him. I feel misunderstood. Yeah. I, I wasn't necessarily talking as me when I said Oh, okay. Because yeah, right. I, I just kill me now if I'm taking the Jake Paul route. <laughs> I, have, I have no interest. Well, if you do enter the ring with Canelo Alvarez, that might actually happen. Yeah, so the question <laughs> I kind of chuckled at. Yeah. How long uh, would how you last in the ring? It's an impossible question to answer because it would never happen. <laughs> really? But there's, is it, no, there's no is dollar Is it possible amount? for a fight to actually go back in time? <laughs> I No part of it. Again, I am not a fighter. I'm you... also not a lover. <laughs> but there's, yeah. Are you telling me there's no dollar amount that you would take just to get knocked in Absolutely the face? Absolutely not. Really? Remember, Mike Tyson was at the height of his career. How much would you... Yeah, how much would it take for you to get into the ring oh, yeah. and take one punch from Mike Tyson? Nothing. Wait, I got you one. You can't enjoy money when you are dead. <laughs> but, I, but, 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 yes. what if I told you oh, oh boy. that the Suns will win the Larry O'Brien trophy if you get in that ring with Canelo? Wow. No. <gasps> no, good, even good, for that? Good luck, Suns. You're oh. on your own. I have faith in you that you could do it without me getting pummeled. <laughs> That's on I mean, you. That's not on me. The Suns would be looking for a new PA announcer if he went into the ring. So. If you could have a surrogate take the punch for you, who would that be? <laughs> All right, Jesse, 
<laughs> We're going to need you to go in the ring. <laughs> I'd thank, do it for the trophy. Thank, Volunteer you. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thanks, guys. Social studies every day at uh, 1 o'clock with Sarah Cazell. Uh, you could follow along, get involved on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Coming up next, a couple of NFL quarterbacks making uh, some, some waves with what they said uh, in the past week. We'll get into that and more NFL hash marks next. Bickley and Murata, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. There was a whole thing saying that I requested a trade, and that's just not true. You know, I didn't request a trade, you know. So I think everything kind of started from there. Uh, and then, obviously, tons of teams were calling, and I think that the reality was is that I didn't really want to go anywhere else. I wanted to play in Seattle, but if I had to go somewhere, these are the teams I would go to consider at the end of the day, I have no trade clause, right? So I think, you know, um, I think for me, though, you know, I, I had a, a great conversation with Coach Carroll. had a good, really great conversation with John, too. You know, and Coach Carroll and I spent a lot of time together uh, one-on-one. And, uh, you know, we're on the same page. You know, we're, we're here to do what we're, what we're meant to do, and that's to win it all. Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks still. I didn't request a trade. I just gave a list of teams that I would go to if a trade happened. What? <laughs> you have a no trade clause. It's it, look, it's patched up now, and people are looking at the Russell Wilson situation as maybe a template for the Aaron Rodgers situation. They're completely different uh, because I don't think Russell Wilson has the same backbone that Aaron Rodgers has. There, I said it. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree, and I think he also has a better relationship with his coach than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and certainly the front office. Yeah. Yeah. So that that might mean that he'll change his tact a there, little bit. There are warring nations that have better relationships than Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has with Brian Goody Kunst. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's not pretty. I mean, okay, so let me just throw this at you. Do you think either one of them moves? On the Green Bay front? Yeah. I think it's going to become necessary for one side to move. Because Aaron Rodgers at least has this in common with Russell Wilson. He hasn't requested a trade. Not, or, not publicly. Formally or publicly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't see his stance changing. And the only thing I see changing in the whole situation is the Green Bay Packers sounding more and more desperate to patch things up when they talk about it publicly. And it's obviously got to that point now because they have to face the media with OTAs and minicamps going on, and he's not there. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers will get to the point where he does, I'm sitting if you don't trade me. Uh, and I don't think, if you're a fan of football and if you're a fan of good quarterback play, you might not be the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan in the world, but you have to appreciate how good he is at the sport. It's a better product when Aaron Rodgers plays. I don't think anybody wants to see him sit out after an MVP season exactly. at the height of his, his career. That would, that would be horrible. Yeah, I agree. And it's bad for the league. It's bad for Packers fans. Yeah. It's bad for you know everybody. But uh, at the same time, right now, the situation seems bad. And uh, I don't know what it takes to, to clear things up in an offseason. It's not like they're just going to all of a sudden go sign three of his best friends to bring in and make everybody, everything seem wonderful. Uh, and it's not like he's just going to change his tune and be, uh, you know, hunky-dory with this front office with yeah. how things have gone down the way it is. But as far as Russell Wilson's concerned, I mean, that's a – I never know what to make of, of Russell Wilson. Um, 
because I do think he is phenomenal at his job. I do. Uh, and yet, at, at times, I wonder how much he loves it. Do you ever wonder that yourself? Um, somewhat, yeah. I just, I had a lot of friends up in Seattle, um, some in the media that follow this really closely. And just from what they've told me, and I haven't polled Seahawks fans, I think Russell Wilson is liked in Seattle. I don't know if he's loved in Seattle. There's there a was of, a time where he was. Yes, there's there's just been a lot of weirdness over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Some people questioning, uh, you know, his whether or not he's a genuine person. Um, so there's that going on. I agree with you at the heart of it. On the football field, he's amazing, uh, and he's a guy I'd like to have on my team. Uh, but those other questions, I think, are valid. Uh, now the Aaron Rodgers thing. There's a template for the Packers not to follow in all of this when the threat of retirement comes up. And, you know, we love Carson Palmer here in Arizona, but he was the first guy to go down that road where he got to the point, and I'll give Carson Palmer a lot a lot of credit too, he was a lot more clear in his communication and his wants with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, it was the Bengals that chose to dig their heels in temporarily, and they forced Carson Palmer out of the sport initially. Yeah. And that was a bummer too. Uh, but he played hardball and he stuck by his guns and he got his way and he, he got to Oakland eventually. I would hate for, I would hate for this situation to get that bad. Yeah, same. Where the Packers, who botched this by the way, and in, in a number of ways, and you know, proof of this is how Aaron Rodgers feels. If they forced him to say, "I'm walking away," and then about face midway through a season, Aaron Rodgers ends up in Denver. Again, that's that's not the way you want to go. Yeah, no. Follow follow what Cincinnati did and do the opposite if you're the Green Bay Packers. And it's a different situation. It's a different uh, you know organization. The Bengals obviously back in the day had had some success. They had gone to some Super Bowls, but they had gone on a, a long run of a lack of success for mm-hmm. a while, and that led to the uh, you know disappointment for Carson Palmer. The Packers have been successful, uh, you know, winning more games than they lose for a long time now. And you just wonder what it's going to take to make Aaron Rodgers happy at this point, uh, happy with this whole situation. Uh, maybe he won't be. And uh, and so uh, I would hate to see it, too. I, I think he is one of the better quarterbacks I've had the pleasure to watch. Uh, you know, and, and obviously I've got a little bit of bias being growing up a Cal fan and, and seeing him play in college uh, and cheering him on at that level. But uh, I'd like for things to be smoothed out. I, I also think if you're a Cardinals fan, you uh, aren't mad at the fact that you've got disgruntled quarterbacks in two <laughs> NFC locations right now. That's fine. More. Let's bring more <laughs> disgruntlement around the NFC and yeah. clear the path. Yeah, one guy that's not disgruntled is uh, Cardinals division rival head coach Sean McVay of the uh, L.A. Rams, who was accused of being in too good a mood. <laughs> is that a said, thing? He's like, yeah, you, you bet I'm uh, right. Uh, I'm in a good mood. I get to work with Matt Stafford. And people talk. Oh wow! What what are you saying about Jared Goff there? Well, Sean McVay uh, clarified that, or at least attempted to. You know, I, I hate that I even have to say this, but I think uh, I made a comment earlier that was definitely taken out of context. I am very excited. I have been in a good mood because of the confidence I have in this team. But by no means is that a slight to anybody. You know, like Jared, who has done a phenomenal job for the last four years here. You know, I, I hated that I even have to address that, but I do think, out of respect for him and all the good things he's done. I am in a good mood, but that doesn't mean it's not because we're working together uh, or because of just Stafford exclusively. There's a lot of good things going on that I feel really good about and I'm confident about. 
So don't twist my words when I didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> sensitive. One of the big questions of the season for the NFC West is how much of an upgrade is Matthew Stafford over Jared Goff? Some people believe it's a world of difference. I want to see it before I believe it. I don't. And I've watched both of them play a lot. Remember, my wife's a diehard Lions fan. So we watch a lot of Lions football in my house. And you know I watch cow football. I know a lot about Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff's better than people give him credit for. And I think the Lions have a completely new feel right now. It's going to be fascinating to see who has a better season. Do they play each other? I hope the Rams and Lions play each other. I would well, love to see that. I think happen. the Lions are going to stink out loud, but it won't, yeah, be, might. It won't be Jared Goff's But they're going to bite people's kneecaps <laughs> yeah. while they do it. <laughs> Coming up next, the countdown to Game 3 continues here on Bickley and Murata with John Blumen today, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Today's Sanderson Ford poll question on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Who will be the Suns' leading scorer in Game 3? Your choices, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Mikel Bridges, or someone else. Did Book have the most points in Game 2? Yes, 18. 18. One better than his backcourt mate. And... Bridges led in game one? That's is correct, that? 23. This is all of a sudden an intriguing question. Challenge! Who would you vote for? <laughs> I'm leaning book. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so is everybody else. Go with much. the odds. 83% say Devin Booker. 8% say someone else. 6% Bridges. 3% Paul. That is today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now. It's at the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. It's because you know what you're going to get out of CP3, right? And you know what you're going to get out of Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder went to the finals last year. But it's the growth, the growth of the young players, okay? Like this, this, the young dogs, right? They're, they're growing up right before our eyes. They're wiping the Similac off their breath, okay? <laughs> off their mouth, okay? They're growing up. And you see, you see Devin Booker. He's he's taking a tremendous leap. You could call him a young superstar. Nobody will be mad at you, right? DeAndre Ayton, we just finished talking about him, how he's developing to a 20 and 10 guy a night. He's anchoring that defense. You have Mikael Bridges, who's relentless. He's fearless, right? On both ends of the floor, he's not afraid of the moment. Then you have Cameron Payne. A guy that a GM by, from the Chicago Bulls was basically said that this guy was going to be out the league. This guy wasn't an NBA player. And right now he's coming out in off the bench and flourishing well for the Phoenix Suns. It's Kendrick Perkins of ESPN sharing his thought on the young players for the Suns as we head into Game 3. John Bloom, who's in for uh, Dan Bickley today. Uh, doesn't it seem like 100 years ago all the questions were, how are these young players in the Suns going to deal with the pressure of the postseason and here they are going into their ninth postseason game tonight, and that's not even a question. Anymore. Exactly. It's like they're already seasoned. And I, by the way, I love listening to Perk. And uh, did he drop a similar? Is he talking about formula, baby yes. formula? Yes. He must have little kids in the house still. Yes. Similar. That's hilarious. Uh, he is hilarious and also a big proponent of Planet Orange, so I'm a big fan. Uh, he's been talking about this team since before they even jumped up their first game and uh, has been confident that Chris Paul would make the kind of impact that he has had on this team. So I believe in what Kendrick Perkins is serving. And uh, at the same time, uh, look, tonight is a tough call to feel like 
this is the type of game Devin Booker's going to come out and relish in is uh, it's somewhat common sense in my head. For some reason, it just works out. that like A lot of times when that spotlight is like just beaming down on a different dude, Devin Booker has the ability to kind of just reach up into the stands, grab it, and focus it directly on number one. It's not that he wants everybody's attention. He's just that good. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the attention seeks him out in games like this. So, yeah, it's not too far-fetched to believe that he'll have another big game, but it's also not too far-fetched to believe that the Joker's going to bring it in a way we haven't seen yet through two games of the series. Which will put some onus on DeAndre Ayton, no doubt about it. Uh, He's been very good in the playoffs so far. Uh, he was mentioned in that cut from Kendrick Perkins. He was also mentioned uh, by Chris Paul uh, in the aftermath of the Game 2 win over the Denver Nuggets. Here's what CP3 had to say about uh, DeAndre Ayton. Can't ask for more from somebody like him. Like he, he guards, he runs, he rebounds, he does everything. He's he literally, literally been our MVP in the postseason so, so far. You agree with that? Yes. I think so because uh, because he just said it. No, it's, I, it's not just because I feel like I should agree with him, but uh, it's also just because uh, you know going in, uh, what was the talk about the chances that the Lakers had to win that series? It was about exploiting the size. their size. Yeah, they just had so much size, and so who was going to be the one guy to counter that? Was DeAndre Ayton. So uh, then coming into this series, what's the talk about? The Joker, the MVP of the league, the big man that can do it all. And DeAndre Ayton has not backed down at all from it and has definitely been there uh, to continue to be the anchor defensively and also get the job done offensively and hit the glass and do everything he's asked of. It's It's been quite a performance by that young 22-year-old man. Yeah, if not, and I think we all felt that way through the early stages uh, of the Lakers series. Uh, Then he reached a point where he was still doing it defensively. The focus changed offensively a little bit for the Suns, and he didn't get the opportunities. But through two games of of the Denver series uh, and what he's been asked to deal with, uh, especially that game one performance where he matched Jokic minute for minute and basically matched him statistic for statistic, you you can't ask for anything more. No. Uh, and whenever this thing ends and however it ends for the Phoenix Suns, that's going to be one of the big takeaways going into 21-22 is that uh, DeAndre Ayton answered a ton of questions about uh, what he's going to become as an NBA player. And he's still learning. It's so yes. great to watch. Even last game, game two, I remember a specific occasion where where uh, Devin Booker uh, found Ayton cutting, and Ayton got it underneath the basket. And he didn't force up a shot. He drew a foul, though. They got a foul on it. I think it was Jokic, but whoever fouled him. But he didn't even attempt the shot. And immediately Booker beelines it down under the hoop, grabs DA and says, hey, just throw something up, man. And I knew it, too. I was like, hey, just get a shot up. We all watch that. You know, if you get hit, throw something. It doesn't even matter if you're going to get close yeah, to making it. we do know if NBA officials have difficulty to, uh, discerning what is a shot and what is not, <laughs> exactly. and, and when to award free throws and when not to. That I mean, that's that's a common theme of every game. But so there's more to this uh, story. It's it's not just that Booker goes to tell Da, hey, just get the shot. It's how Da responds to that. You know, nodding his head, saying, "Yeah, that's on me. I got that. I just needed to. I was under the basket, and I didn't. I didn't think I had it. You know, mm-hmm. and that still happens almost every game, doesn't it? I mean, you see it probably more than I do, but Book and CP and Jay, everybody, they're all still having conversations with this young man, and he's still learning from them and like turning them into p- product. Well, Bick and I had that discussion this week as well. 
and we know, and I'm not, I'm not speaking ill of Vic when he's not here. We know he's been very critical of DeAndre Ayton at times during his career. He's also been very supportive and appreciative of what he's become in, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but DeAndre Ayton deserves so much credit for being flexible, for being uh, not above criticism and coaching for, from a bunch of different sources. Doug Franz called DeAndre Ayton, he believes, the most coachable player in NBA history. <laughs> which It's hard to track that. It's really hard to track it, but <laughs> the point I made to Bick was how many number one overall picks have there been that weren't accepting of, of that level of criticism and coaching? Not only is he accepting of it, he wants more of it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's truly a, a remarkable kid. Which makes you think, like, how good could this guy be? Like, the sky is truly the limit with DeAndre. Mm-hmm. Like, because we have not seen him anywhere near a finished product yet. I mean, we talked about it along the way with how limited his basketball, uh, you know, pedigree was as a young man. Mm-hmm. And then he gets one year in college and now and then he gets a, a second year in, in the pros cut short because of a suspension. And then obviously everything else going on. And yet now the track he's on mm-hmm. is tantalizing for Suns fans. And yeah. I think for basketball fans that are that are late to to see what DeAndre is becoming right now, people are starting to jump on board like, wow, Aiton can be a beast. Yeah. Yes, he can. Yeah, coming up next, final thoughts as we head into game three in the weekend here on Bickley and Murata with John Bloom in for Bick. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Song of the Day. Oh, a couple reasons for playing this. Well, a few reasons for playing this song. A, it's just a good jam. B, local ties. Robin Wilson of the uh, Gin Blossoms with Gas Giants. And number three, and the biggest reason for playing this for Song of the Day, is the title. Quitter. (laughs) Let's get to the uh, chorus here. This, This is where it really kicks in. Go ahead. Turn that up, Jesse. Tonight is the night. John Bloom, we find out if Michael Malone was right. The Denver Nuggets a bunch of quitters? Or are they going to stand up tonight in Game 3? I love it, man. You know what? The Gas Giants is new uh, for me. Uh, I I know Robin, Robin, he's not new. And Jim Blossom's for sure. Mm -hmm. A big part of my high school and uh, college years. Uh, But... Great to hear this because now I'm going to listen to it. Uh, you know when we're not talking over it. Oh yeah, on my it, drive home. Gas it, Giants. It's uh, it's old, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still good. Vintage, Vinny. Not Vin- old. Vintage. Sorry. Classic. Yeah, it sounds much better when you say classic. Classic. That's how I'll describe myself. I'm not old. No, I'm classic. Classic. Epic. Uh, there you go. There's today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. A couple of things before we get back to uh, closing thoughts for the weekend on Suns Nuggets. I don't know if you saw this. I, I came across this in uh, my show prep today. 
the Houston Astros are at Fenway Park for a series with the Red Sox this week. And, you know, the Astros still hated by everybody in Major League Baseball for cheating, even though every player on every team is apparently cheating these days in Major League Baseball. (laughs) Alex Bregman of the Astros sees uh, some kids behind home plate with the camera. He walks over towards, uh, you know, the the, the screen by home plate, uh, and he says, hey, let me get a picture with you guys. Let me get a photo. I'm going to. I don't want a photo with you, cheater. I don't want to follow you. Go bang on a barrel, you bum. The kid says, I don't want a photo with you, you cheater. Go bang on a barrel, you bum. Wow. Of course, while capturing it for social media, some are lauding the kid as a hero because of this anti-Astros campaign. I said it earlier in the week, and I truly believe this. In my mind, when you have the widespread use of foreign substances by pitchers in Major League Baseball, what's different? The Astros are in year two of, of, of paying their penalty, and that's the abuse they're getting around baseball. They're no worse than anybody else. You're probably right, uh, but we just don't know about it, Vince. And until we do, they're the ones who are going to be uh, getting the brunt of that treatment. Is it fair? Probably not. Uh, that kid, could he go out and do what Alex Bregman does to a baseball? Probably not. Would he have said that had there not been a screen in between probably the two? Probably not. <laughs> Is he probably due for a butt whooping at some point in his life? Probably. It's coming. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you act that way with other human beings, eventually you get yours. Again, we've talked about it with all the incidents that were going on in the NBA with the popcorn and the thrown bottle. This thought that, hey, I'm a fan. I can say what I want. You're not really a human being. You're just uh, here to entertain me. That ain't right. No, it's not. And 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 let's take a second to, again, applaud our fans here in the Valley, because as far as we know, they did it the right way in games one and two against Denver. Hopefully the Nuggets fans abide. Yeah. I just wanted to share this, too, because we did talk briefly in social studies about the celebrity boxing thing that's happening. Yeah, you're ready to fight Canelo. Uh, No, I'm not. Okay. Apparently, Lamar Odom is going to fight Aaron Carter, the former pop star. Oh, my goodness. Uh, That'll be a good fight. I ran across this headline (laughs) in the New York Post Sports section. Uh, written by Reed Tucker, the Lamar Odom Aaron Carter fight heralds the end of civilization. <laughs> I didn't well, even know it was happening. Well done, uh, Suns Nuggets tonight. This is not a closeout game for the Phoenix Suns. I think one of the keys tonight for the Suns is treat it like a closeout game. Yeah. You can steal the heart of if there's still a beating one inside the Denver Nuggets. You can do that tonight and basically ensure your spot in the Western Conference Finals if you take care of business tonight. They ain't coming back from 3 nothing. No. Uh, it can serve as a pseudo-closeout game, as you talk about, because when you do take that lead and you do start to put doubt in the minds of the Nuggets and everybody that's in that gym supporting them, uh, then in essence you are closing them out because they will understand that they cannot fight back from down three games to none to a team that is playing – Basketball at a level that no, uh, not a lot of other teams are playing at. Let's just put it that way. There may be an, another team or two that could uh, say that they're playing at the same level as the Phoenix Suns. Just keep it up, guys. Keep it up on the road. Do what they've been doing all season on the road, Vince. It's been consistent. They've been a very good basketball team. However, and this is a key, they have not faced a hostile territory yet like they will tonight with 18,000 screaming Nuggets fans. That is true. And let's face it, the psyche of the Denver sports fan is damaged anyway because the Avalanche oh, yeah, just blew a 2 nothing lead and lost four straight to the Knights, and they're out. They had one team from the desert whoop them, 
And now they might lose to another team from another desert. The people in Colorado are never going to come visit again here in the desert of the Southwest. And I'll say this, too. You win game three if you're the Suns. You're up 3 nothing. You got a little wiggle room to play with. You know, let them let take game four. <laughs> Just so you can close that yeah, at home? Yeah, then get the gentleman sweep at home in front of uh, 16,000 crazy fans at Phoenix Suns Arena. Game five would be fun. Game five would if be If it really, happened, it would be a lot of fun. If they're up... Three one. It'll if, be a if there is no game five, that'll also be fun. I'll take either one. <laughs> I, I would I would prefer the sweep. Yes, but hey, if you're up three nothing again, you might want to come home and enjoy things in the desert. You're coming back anyway. I want to have another game. <laughs> Bloomer, thanks for doing this today, man. It was thanks fun. For I, pre- I appreciate your uh, extended duty today. Don't forget. Bloomer will be on with uh, Luke Lipinski starting at 6 o'clock tonight for extended pregame coverage of Game 3 of Suns Nuggets. And then afterwards, uh, he does the Suns postgame show, which is a must-listen for me after every game. So uh, that's going on for Bloomer tonight. Thanks to uh, Kevin Zimmerman and Dave Burns for joining us. Thanks to young Jesse behind the glass. Again, that's Jesse underscore Morrison 6 Look on Twitter. There we Never go. one to shy away from self-promotion. Jesse Morrison, everybody. Have a great weekend. We leave you with this. Did, was it, his wife wasn't, you know, his wife wasn't there, right? No. You know who he was married to, right? I Jack have no Fier- idea. Girl Fieri. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Did I hear an audible? I think yeah. I heard an audible groan from Sarah Cazell through, the, through glass. the glass. Put wow. the microphone off. And it was warranted. <laughs> <laughs> Jarrett, I was just... we can only put up with so much here, okay? okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. What's going on? I'm going to try not to suck. Sucks to suck, so I won't suck. No matter, young Jarrett. Wow. Yeah. No matter. A... No matter, young producer, who's not so young, who will remain yeah, nameless. <laughs> Shut up, Jarrett. Shut up, Jarrett. Shut up, me. Quit while you're not ahead, Jarrett. Okay. There is no other guitar player on the planet that could wear eight-inch heels, perform on a glass stage in a rainstorm, and never worry about falling. Just him and Dan Bickler. DJ Mbenga. Ops oh. Mensa Bonsu. Art Monk. Tyson I... Fiat. Fieri. Fieri Testaverde. Bo Bridges. My fair lady. Fieri. Oh, what a night. What are you becoming? What are you becoming? Oh, holy hell, baby. <laughs> what a party. And I ain't been to sleep yet, baby. 602-260-9870. Have something to say and don't be terrible about it. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Sons and six. How many housewives say they no longer make movies? Hey, hey. Hey. Oh, hey. It's alive! Tanks for everything! Tanks forever! Oh, my spirit! It's broken! It's real! I've never felt this way before. Oh, I can't stand this generation of basketball players. They help one another off the court. Lose, lose, lose. It's the most sexless photo I've ever seen. Hey, Bickley said you're gonna hook me up. On third, the <laughs> you're downplaying is more. He was wearing a long sleeve button down leather shirt. That's right. Yeah, like I said, casual and conservative. <laughs> Three strikes per at bat. Three outs per inning. Three inches of tacky substance on the base. Right. Three and hours minimum for the first six innings. You report to me now. What a dork! <laughs> what a dork! What a dork! What a dork!
What a jerk. What a jerk. What a bjork. It's a lot of effort to be this stupid. You have to be pretty smart to be this stupid. You've exceeded your daily quota of stupidity today, and it's 110. Proven that not only is this a son's town, it is also a flavor town. Get out of here. Wow. You might be able to get suspended for that joke, too. Wow. I love the note in the update about Arizona football is planning to have 100% capacity for football games. Yeah, I, I planned on marrying Kate Upton, too, and sometimes those plans. I saw that joke on Twitter. <laughs> Welcome to Social Studies, everybody.